Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Everything Is Marketing podcast. We are into June and a couple interesting things happening in June. One, uh, Jaws is coming back to theaters. Why is that interesting? Because little known fact, unless uh, you pay really close attention, Jaws, one of my favorite movies. Other little known fact, Jaws is celebrating its 40th anniversary. That's why it's coming back into theaters in June. Third, little known fact, my wife, for my 40th birthday, actually rented out a movie theater and played Jaws with uh, probably 50 of my closest friends, which is uh, probably one of the cooler things that's ever happened to me. So uh, there's a little bunch of facts about Jaws to get you started for a Thursday, as we are uh, one week away from session, which I'm very excited about and getting very nervous about, because that's what I do as we ramp up for an event next week. Uh, but let's get going. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Everything. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, so a lot of really interesting things happening on Wednesday, not the least of which is Chris Saka, one of the original investors in Twitter, wrote an 8,500-word essay called What Twitter Can Be, uh, and eventually ended up on CNBC yesterday talking about that Google might be the perfect partner to actually purchase Twitter and take it to the next level. And what's interesting about this story is, uh, number one, it was uh, leading up to the uh, meeting of the shareholders and, and could have been a play to get the CEO ousted or ask them to step down in a less than polite way by putting out this uh, 8,500 word essay and then going on TV and kind of sharing his thoughts on what Twitter should be. But here's some things that I don't know that I knew um, when I was doing some research about this and reading the piece is that uh, cool thing for Twitter, a 74% increase in revenue year over year, which in the social world is a big, 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 big deal. Here's the bad things, though. Uh, new user growth has stalled on the platform, and this one I find incredible. Incredible. One billion with a B. One billion users have checked out Twitter and then left, found something that they didn't like about the service and just kind of bounced on their way out. A billion users have bounced. And uh, if you've played around with the ad network, you know it's not nearly as cool as what's happening on Facebook, especially if you're playing around with the things like dark posts and, and other things like that. Um, so they, they need to trump all of those things up. And one of the things that makes this idea of Google purchasing them really interesting is the two things it would fix automatically, right? Um, Google really doesn't know anything about social, as Google Plus would show you. But what Google knows a lot about is ads and analytics and those sorts of things. So if you put these two together, you might have some serendipity that would really help both of them out instantaneously. Um, and one of the other things that I really enjoyed about the piece is Chris's idea of um, adding, there's a bunch of stuff that he wants to add and a bunch of things that he wants to change, but this one thing in particular I think would be really interesting is um, you've used the hashtag in case you missed it, right? So what if Twitter did that? He called it while you were away. So if you leave the app and come back, it would show you while you were away things that you might be interested in. Or he wanted to change top tweets to best tweets. So maybe the best crafted tweets and you could consume them that way. Some really interesting things. But Google and Twitter getting together I think would be fascinating, especially as we watch and see what happens with the whole Periscope play and the Meerkat play. Because this is becoming a really interesting space to play around with as people are trying to figure out, as we've talked about, right, trying to figure out what exactly to do on those platforms. But they're going to be big by the end of this year. And so if you're not playing around 
around with live streaming video. As I've said a million times, you should do that. Uh, if you don't, in December, you're going to be going, wow, this streaming video thing, everybody's doing it now because everyone will be doing it then. So um, look for that to be a thing and look for Google to want to be in on that because the the platform of YouTube becoming, uh, I, know, I know you can do live events on YouTube, obviously, if you're a the certain level of partner, but this ephemeral nature of Periscope and Meerkat is something that I think has a lot of legs and would be another, another um, play for Google to play around with. Pardon the use of play 13 times. But this idea of using video in a very different way than you would on YouTube would be fun for them. And Twitter and Google, uh, I, I don't disagree with Chris, make a perfect partnership. Other news, uh, Pinterest. If you have not read, Pinterest is going to launch finally. We've been uh, hearing about it, I think, since January. But the uh, buy button is coming to Pinterest, um, which I think is going to be an absolute game changer for that platform. And I know there's going to be a lot of stats in this podcast, but it was a stat horrific sort of Wednesday, so I thought I would share them with you. Um, we're still at a point where I think it's like 85% of the users on Pinterest are female. Here's where it gets fascinating. 87% of them have purchased because of Pinterest. I'll do that one more time. 87% of the total users on Pinterest have purchased something because of something they saw on Pinterest. 70 million users. It takes up 7.1% of the total web traffic, uh, second only to Facebook, which is 21.3, I believe, is the May statistic for Facebook uh, web usage. So number two is Pinterest at 7.1. They're adding a buy button. So let's go back to that statistic. 87% of Pinterest users ended up going a step further down the sales funnel, if you're familiar with the sales funnel, getting closer to the register to actually buy something. So Pinterest caused 87% of the 7.1 or 70 million users, um, so what, 58 and some change, 50 million people to make a purchase because of something they saw on Pinterest. They stepped one step further down the sales funnel because of something they did on, on Pinterest. The average sale over the last 12 months, um, $59. So of those 58 million users, each one of them spent around 60 bucks. Um, and that's a pretty good stat. Now, let's take a barrier to entry away, right? Because they went to Pinterest, then they had to go someplace else. And if you have somebody who sets up the pins terribly, it's three or four something else's before you end up getting to the buy functionality. Now, if you actually put the buy functionality on Pinterest, is that number going to go up? Will you be looking at a social medium that's actually the quintessential e-commerce site that isn't named Amazon because you now have 90% of users are buying something on Pinterest? This is going to be a very, very big deal. 75% of the traffic coming from Pinterest is uh, done on the mobile app. As I said, 85% female. Um, they're adding that buy button. They've added search. If you haven't played with search, you should certainly play with search. If you have something that is applicable in Pinterest, if you're in the fashion world, if you're in the food world, um, those are two easy plays in Pinterest. And they're adding two new things that will happen at some point in June maybe leading into July. One is video. So as I said with uh, Meerkat and Periscope, we're now getting video on Pinterest, which again is going to be a game changer, especially when you can have a call to action at the end of said video and multi-image ad units. And I know that the Pinterest ad uh, universe hasn't really blown up the way that they want it to blow up, but a multi-image ad unit could be very interesting if you know what you're doing. I know we talked a little bit on Twitter last week about uh, some of the Instagram uh, promoted posts that just don't really work very well because they're not targeted 
very well and therefore don't work. Uh, but Pinterest is collecting all of this data on a very specific uh, set of individuals who are doing some very specific actions. And I think the buy button, the video, and the search function all working together could be very, very big. So if you are somebody that's doing stuff on Pinterest, this could be a fun, fun year for you. One last fun story before we bounce. Uh, I got a friend who just moved into uh, Wicker Park in Chicago, and he's going to be very excited to hear that Taco Bell trying something new this summer. They're going to sell beer, wine, and what they call mixed alcohol freezes, or what I'm calling a Mountain Dew margarita, because that's clearly what it's going to be. They're actually going to put the alcohol where the tacos are. You know, normally you you get drunk, then you go get Taco Bell. Now you can do both of them at the same time. Um, Might be worth a trip to Wicker Park, especially if you're going to be in town for Lollapalooza or you want to see the Tigers play the Cubs, which happens this year. All of those things could find you in Wicker Park at this individual Taco Bell where they're not only going to have alcohol, beer, wine, and this, this, uh, like... Alka slushy, I guess is, I mean, because if we're calling things palcohol as opposed to powdered alcohol, alka slushy seems like a natural progression. So we're calling it an alka slushy. Uh, they're also going to mirror what uh, Qdoba and... Um, Chipotle do. They're going to start sh- uh, showing more of their entrees open face so you can see all of the ingredients and then close it up. So as opposed to uh, getting your order as you would at a t- typical Taco Bell and it's all wrapped up and, and you just eat the taco and you're not really sure what's in the taco because you don't obviously open it. They're going to serve it open so you close it so you can see all the ingredients. Um, and this is on the heels of, of course, the announcement from McDonald's to talk more about their food and the sourcing and what they go through to put great food in front of you at a great price their words. Um, This is, again, another step to show the fresh food that's coming out of Taco Bell because people want fresh, they want cheap, and they want good for them. And and that's a thing that consumers want, and fast food organizations are struggling with that a little bit. So you're seeing some of this really, really kind of uh, cool stuff. Taco Bell has had a fun year digitally, switching over to the app, letting you order from the app, doing most of their social on their own app. Those are some really, really cool moves. And if this works, if they can somehow manage to do what I know McDonald's does alcohol in other parts of the con- or other parts of the world, I should say, and they've managed that miraculously, and it hasn't really made its way here. If Taco Bell can manage to put the alcohol where you're going to end up anyway, which is at Taco Bell, that could be interesting. And when you think about lots of people in the marketing world talking about retail space and how it needs to be multifunctional, meaning doing more than one thing, so not just serving tacos and probably not just serving tacos or uh, alka freezes or slurper freezes or slurper call, whatever I just called it. Um, Maybe an entertainment space, right? Maybe there's a DJ. Maybe there's live music. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But if you're going to get people into drink, you're essentially becoming a Taco Bell bar, so you're probably going to have to have entertainment, and that could be the next step in this uh, strategy. So very exciting to see what's happening in the world of Taco Bell. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. We'll talk tomorrow. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren.